we can start the usual <laughs> thing. Uh, we'll be having a, our countdown. We'll do intros, and then we'll bring you in, Paul, to talk about something. I'm sure we'll figure it out as we go along. I have a question. I'm, I'm already here, though. Right. <laughs> but we're going to formally introduce you. Like, is, is there supposed to be some sort of suspension of disbelief? Like, the, audi the audience is like, well, you know, we heard him, but he's not really there. But, oh, now he's there. So with that being said, five, <laughs> four, three, two, and one. one. world is a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. This one's going to be a hard one to cut and edit, but I'm going to find a way. My name is David Ogier, and I'm at MetalDave01 on Twitter.com, and I'm joined, as always, by Beth. Hello, I am back, and I am at H-I-V-E-R-H-U-I-T on Twitter.com. And Veronica. Welcome back, Beth. I am at C-H-I-L-E underscore Pepper at Twitter. On Twitter. Yes, yes. And we're the Happy Hour. <laughs> and we're joined at uh, HappyHour on Twitter.com. And we're joined as always. Actually, not as always. Only <laughs> once before in our lives have we been joined by this person. I'm in, in your head. <laughs> I'm in your head. In, in your head. Zombie. 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 I am Sorry, not Paul. finding... A copy that of was... that song to pull from YouTube to then edit into the episode. I refuse to do no, it. I just because it. You don't need, because you don't need YouTube. Because I was in because, a because, band because, because, back in the day because, because. where we actually covered that song. And uh What? Anyways, You're gonna use that one? Anyways. Uh at Way to Go Sorry. Paul, we have Paul Campbell on the line talking about uh thank God, talking about the cranberries. So <laughs> <laughs> great, great, great band. Yeah, yeah. If you can um, give us a little bit, they... a bit of a tragic story with the Cranberries of recent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sad. yeah. Honestly, sad about that. But yeah. What can yeah. We do? Anyways, Paul, welcome back to the podcast. We're so happy to have you again, even though you're with us all the time. Yeah, I mean, I'm always with you in spirit. Yes. Uh, and, <laughs> and it's nice to physically be, well, it's nice to vocally be here, uh, virtually be here in some more substantial sense. So thank you for thank you for asking. Thanks for having me. You know, we had a whole script written up, and we're just we're just dogging <laughs> really? it right now. No, no, I, no, absolutely <laughs> no, not. No, 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 we never do. I've heard your podcast. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna put myself on mute. Uh, Beth, you had a question for Paul, didn't you? I did. Um. So, Paul, a few, I believe, weeks ago. Let me see if I can find my screenshot. Uh, that's not my screenshot. Yeah, I don't know where this thing went. Um, oh, no, here it is. So, a month ago, I asked you if you had um, five backup goalies that you thought would be good for the Habs, that would be uh, UFAs, this offseason. I was wondering if you had had the chance Five. to look into that or not. I like a thorough a thorough job, Dave. Oof. Heavens to gracious. Can I even name <laughs> five goalies who are going to be UFAs next year? I, and I don't how, know. I mean, exactly. How they, and how are they going to change the, uh, you know, everything, right? How is everything going to change uh, based on how the season ends? Uh, I, I think, um, is Markstrom uh, going to be a UFA next year? 
I'll let me get cat friendly pulled up. I will. Um, I'll get cat and, uh, friendly up. And one I second. think I, I, maybe Halak. Um, I have, I'd have to look that up. Halak. So so anyway, I want Markstrom because he's the best. Um, he's the best underrated, um, excellent goaltender in the league right now. But but uh, Vancouver's probably going to pay him uh, to stay, and he's going to make a lot of money. So I would like him, but he he wouldn't be a backup goalie. He would probably team up with Price, and then sometime um, in the near future take over. So, I mean, I'd be down with the fifty-fifty. Yeah, same. Um, I, I think at this point, even Price would uh, would say, "Well, no, actually, he wouldn't do that." But it might be better. It might be better for him in some sense to, instead of getting worked, um, you know, worked into the ground like he has been uh, the last few seasons. Maybe his whole career, really. True story. Yeah, it's yeah. been the name of the game since. Oh my lord! Who was the last reliable backup for Price? Um... Halak. Halak, and he, yeah, he was he, arguably not even the backup, right? He he was challenging yes. Gary, and in the last playoff season, Halak ever ever you know went through uh, as a Canadian, he took over and ran. And when Price got traded, as you all know, um, people were up in arms because uh-huh. Halak was the man. Budai did, did a good job. He was a good soldier in the regular season. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about. Budai. Good guy. Great guy. Yeah. Uh, bio, He's such a good reports, guy. Loves the game. A, a mm-hmm. Super guy. Super teammate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he went on he went on after that to uh to the AHL for a while and he won the um Bass Sebastian Award for best goalie in the AHL. So I mean he a quality guy, quality quality goalie. He had yeah. some astronomical numbers, I think. Wasn't it for The Kings? Yeah, the rain. Or is that? Mm-hmm. I think it was an LA-based uh, franchise, and I think it, it was, it was uh, the Ontario Rain. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're in Ontario, the Rain, California. Like yeah, R-E-I-G-N, rain, I believe. Rain, R-E-I-G-N. Yeah, like you know. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Okay. I thought it was like the hurricanes, the fire. But oh, that's that would also be neat. A team name called the Rain. That would be all right. The checkers. Oh. I thought we were talking about a horse's reins because, you know, when a king is galloping. <laughs> and I was thinking about precipitation. Right. Well, no, I actually knew wow. it wasn't Weather. precipitation or um, animal husbandry because uh, <laughs> back when Albany had a team, you know, of course, the rain would play them. And on the rain, there was an OJ. Wow. I know. Oh, wow. I was, I was Full a, circle. I was uh, shocked. When I saw that, so I took yeah. a picture, you know, of the guy in the penalty box. I was like, "Hey, mom, you tell me something that you're not telling me." Ha ha ha! And she's like, "Well, I'm not going to tell you." And I was like, "Oh, that's funny." The mystery. Yeah, it's a. Uh... This my mind is blown. Also, <laughs> yeah. English is useless. It's a useless language. Right? <laughs> Why does rain mean five things? Exactly. English. Yeah. It's like having like so many R's. Like there's the letter R, mm-hmm. A R E, O U L R. Hour. Our H O U R. Well, in some where I'm from, R and hour um, sound the same, so you'd absolutely be uh, be uh, right there. Um, the letter R, um, hour sounds like R when you say it, and then R, you know, the uh, the verb. So I was confused actually when I left, and people didn't say things that like that. Um, things sounded <laughs> they made distinctions between <laughs> words that I'd never made distinctions between. Yeah, it was. A, it it's was a really true. Yeah. So hey, I have I have a joke that fits with this. It's really fast. What is okay. the pirate's favorite letter? R. R. <laughs> you think it's R, but his first love be the C. Oh my God! Wow! <laughs> wow! 
I found that when I moved to Saskatoon too. I'd only ever spoken English in Ottawa and Montreal. And when I moved to Saskatoon, everybody says garage. Oh, instead garage. of garage. That's a good one. That's yeah. That's and a... I was like, why why do people talk like that? That's a great Saskatism. Yep. <laughs> and also lots of people in Saskatoon say wash instead of wash. Hmm. My wash grandmother said your hands. that. Wash yeah. Italian. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yes. I yeah, I've heard I heard I've heard a lot of Italians in my life and I always say, What's the country's name? Come on. Yeah, exactly. So there's some interesting names up for UFA next year when it comes to goal is oh, to go yes. real full circle. Number one, I didn't know Brandon Holpe's contract was up. Yeah, and it hasn't been it's Braden. He has two tortoises, you guys. And he's also what? a modified non-contact, uh, non-trade clause. Um, Corey Crawford, same deal. Robin Leonard. Uh. Are we just glossing over the tortoises? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, oh. Craig Anderson as well, but he's probably going to go off to, to uh, greener okay. pastures. And Matt Murray, restricted free agent. Wow. Mm-hmm. The, all those goalies would be uh, I, Corey Crawford would be worth having just so he wouldn't beat the Canadians every time. Oh my God! Oh. Right? He, <sighs> just like Pajot, just get these guys who kill the Canadians, just so they don't kill the Canadians anymore. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thomas. No, I love Rice Crawford. Is up that too. whole list? That whole list is great. Like I would take any of those guys as a backup goaltender. I, 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 even so, many of those guys as starters in Montreal, they would be fantastic. But the problem is, they're all gonna. They all need to get paid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, Jacob Marstrom, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you you need you need so much money to to pay for these goalies. You're going to need five million plus, I believe, for any one of those goalies. And yeah, exactly. And that that's a basement, right? That's you know, if you give them maybe some term and you make things sweet. Uh, But Montreal doesn't have. Well, I guess they have it, uh, but they're not going to want to spend fifteen million dollars a season on uh, their goaltending. Yeah, Mike Condon. Well, they might. They might. Because it's been a few years that it's been an issue, What's and they really... might consider that. I, I think. I think. Well, are you right? You might be right. Yeah, uh, that's how I think. I, I wish they got it's a chance time. to see more of Primo this year. Oh uh, yeah, that, that's a real shame because he has two games, right? I mean, what is two games? It's nothing. He's he's been good. He has a great save percentage in two games, and uh, but you you don't you just don't know. So you, you roll the dice next year um, with. Primo as your backup. Uh, um, I I didn't look this up, but can they shuttle Primo back and forth between the A and the NHL next year? Oh, that's a deep question. Yeah. Yeah. That deals with rules and whatnot. I'm bad at ins and outs. Is it he? I actually don't know if he even has an entry-level Primo, what his whole deal is. I I could look it up, of course, but... (laughs) but You should look it up, like... You should look it up and then insert yourself talking intelligently about it um, at, right at this point. Yes. Well, you call. see cut, what the deal the with him is, is that he actually signed an entry-level contract this year. Last year. Oh, shit. <laughs> Last year, March 31st, 2019. Right. So, yep, so he is making cash. And, um, yeah, so that has to be revisited in 2022. Okay. So, um, yeah. 
So if he's waiver exempt, um, which I'm, I'm not sure about, then they could do what Nashville did if, if he's, you know, if he's playing well. Nashville had Rene and then they had Saros coming up. Mm. And basically Saros played um, as the starter in Milwaukee in the AHL for a while, for, for a season or two. Uh, but then he would come up and back up. And so they had like a, uh, an expendable backup who, was just, who would just sit on the bench mm. in Nashville. And then when it was time for the backup to actually play, that poor backup would sit down uh, or be demoted or moved aside. And then Saros would come in and play uh, and then go back down and play in the AHL again. And I think that would be a dream situation for Montreal and for Primo. Uh, and then you'd have a season to see, hey, can this guy handle the load? Mm. And he's not just sitting on the bench rotting, which happens if you're a backup goalie in Montreal. Yes. Even if you get to play more than a lot of these guys have got to play. Yeah. So he is waiver exempt. Um, oh great! Okay. Yeah. So there's a lot of the uh, check boxes being. So uh, that means that he can yeah. he can go up and down. Yep. Now. Okay. Okay. So, all right. Great. So he solved the problem. Great. Um, the, That's it. But well, well there's another problem. Well. <laughs> <laughs> no. Then we have to deal with uh, poor Charles. What to do with Mr. Lindgren? Which would be well. Bye. Who knows? Yeah, it might be a bye-bye situation. Yeah. Perhaps. Bye, Charlie. Yeah, or okay. um, I mean, someone's going to need to be the person who sits on the bench uh, and backs Price up when um, Primo is is playing, you know, playing down in the minors. So that could be his job, um, and that that isn't anything anyone wants to do. But if you don't have a lot of trade value, then that might be a suitable role for him to play in the organization, you know, for now. It's kind of remarkable. Yeah, it's kind of remarkable with Promo, another one of those really deep late draft picks that seems to be, you know, at least turning heads. Seventh round, 199th overall in 2017. Awesome. Wow. He's from Jersey. Yeah, the, fact that, the fact we're even talking about him after having been drafted in yeah. that position is, like, remarkable. Absolutely. Right? So anything, yeah. anything they get out of him um, is... is uh, basically draft gravy which which is you know lovely and delicious delicious gravy seems like a good kid good family good stock yeah i'd say that that's right hello his dad, his, okay. yeah, his, you know, his dad okay. was a good nhl <laughs> for sure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah doesn't he have a brother in the nhl yeah ryan plays for uh the bunch of jerks Yes, that's right? what I thought. I think... And so does Nick Suzuki. He has a player, he has a brother on the and so bunch does of jerks. Kale Flurry, what the hell? Why do they what all the play, for... <laughs> play for Hawaii? Well, I mean the I hurricane. Wonder... <laughs> I wonder about um the the um Ah, uh, what's his name now? Aho? Dundon? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Our guy, Bruce Ben's guy, who went down oh, to the oh, Hurricanes, um... the management. The management fellow. Um, that gentleman. Dyes his hair. Does he dye it dark? Definitely. Yeah. Oh. I mean, doesn't, sure. doesn't Dominic Ducharme bleach his? <laughs> Who? Dom- Dominic Ducharme. His hair's so white. <laughs> I doubt he bleaches it. <laughs> you never what, you, know. Um, Rick, Rick, Rick. Dudley. Blair. <laughs> Rick Dudley. Oh yes, that guy. Yeah. So he went down to the Hurricanes, and just some people correlate 
Rick Dudley's departure to Mark Bridgevane's all of a sudden doing bold things, which I found interesting. But he and Dudley worked together in Chicago. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I might be wrong, well, but I don't know because I didn't look it up. Let me stalk him a little bit here. Yeah. There's so a lot of Dudley, text. The thing that I remember a lot about Rick Dudley is when nobody knew who Mark Bergevin was and he was interviewing for the job, he was on TSN 690 and gave an interview and qualified Mark Bergevin as the best, um, like paraphrasing, but like the best eye for talent. Wow. Like it, 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 as, as far as a scout goes, he qualified Mark Bergevin as in the top 1%. And that I do think is a direct quote. Now, Mr. That's uh, some uh, something to say from Mr. Dudley. Mr. Dudley is seventy-one years old. He's been yeah. around the league for quite a long time. General manager of the Senators. Who would have thought that? Um, Jesus. Also, he just has an itinerary. He, for a time, worked as the assistant GM for the Thrashers. Um, Jesus. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, you know, so, he's got quite the resume. Yeah, that's a nice compliment. Uh, something that's always impressed me about Bergevin Berge- is his ability to get things for free or virtually free. So yeah. Some of, these, yeah. some of these blockbusters. He likes a like, bargain. Yeah. But um, like uh, Deneau. Deneau wasn't free, but I mean, he knew him well, brought him over. Yeah. Um, I think he was injured his first season. So things like it yeah. didn't really work. It didn't really work like people had hoped. And they're like, oh, what a waste, what a bust. And he is he is excellent. I mean, he's stepped into a role and like overfilled that role. He's he's become such a such an important player for this team, and no one saw that coming. A uh, Petrie, right? Uh, Petrie was claimed for um, I think they got him for a, a third rounder or something, and now he's the backbone of the defense, right? I mean, um, a, a couple of these uh, of these like minor deals that rely on talent uh, identification, right? Um, Bergevin knocked it out of the park. So full credit for that. Absolutely. And even further with uh, Deneau, how do we get Deneau? Uh, was it like a second rounder in Dale Weiss? Hello? I think it was And Weiss. Fleischman, actually. Or was that yeah. a different one? Mm-hmm. No, I no, think I they think both went to the same one. team at the same time. They were having yeah, they... career years, Fleischman yeah. and Deneau, or no, uh, Weiss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fleischman. Yeah. I always and liked One him. more thing about Jeff Dietrich. I did like Fleischman, too. He was good in that um, Frozen video. Oh, right. Yes. Yes. We liked him. He was happy to be a Hab. <laughs> he um, was very happy. Jeff Petrie has um, started a tab at a restaurant oh, in Montreal right. that yes. um, healthcare workers frequent so that they can go and feed themselves while they're saving our lives. This so, love is cool. something that I have more information about. So. Um, the Petries are giving back to Montreal. Uh, Julie, uh, since uh, since um, uh, Jeff and Julie, they're over in Michigan now, Detroit, um, you know, staying at home, being safe, you know, because of the COVID stuff that's going on. Julie and um, well, the Petries are apparently friends with the Staffords. Who is who are the Staffords? Well, Matt Stafford is a Detroit Lion. Um, the Staffords have the same sort of program going on in Detroit where they give a tab to some restaurants. Healthcare workers can eat for free at those restaurants, however they mix it up. So the Petries are doing the same thing. In particular, $2,500 tabs at Mandy's Gourmet Salads in Westmont and Notre Beuf de Grasse in NDG. Um, and also, uh, 
kind of a sidestep to that, but one of the Habs physicians, uh, Dan Deckelbaum, is part of the leadership team in the COVID response in Montreal as well. So there's a lot of uh, team tying into that stuff. And good for the Petries. Holy cow. What a great gesture. That's pretty awesome. Yes. Lovely yeah. of them. Good story. Good story. Those are all my notes for yeah. the episode. That's all I had. So I'm done. <laughs> no, that was, that was. I brought it up early. Sorry. It's, no, it's nice to it's nice to get some specifics about things because um, you know sometimes uh, we're vague, so it's nice to have some real like solid details about I, something. I think that's great. I already have four cap friendly tabs up about different stuff we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> In particular, Jeff Petrie. <laughs> he was Jeff he was traded for a second and a fourth. Uh, back okay. Oh, in... so. So I wasn't quite. I said a third. So I wasn't quite right. But if you split the difference, well done. Yeah, Tom. And at way the, to go, Paul. On average, <laughs> he traded for a third. Yeah, and those picks turned into Caleb Jones and Jonas Siegenthaler, and I don't know them very well. I don't. Who are those? I've heard of Jonas. For the Oilers. I thought, I thought it, is it Jonas or Jonas? Is it two O's or one? I mean, his name is Jonas. He carries okay. the wind. <laughs> We've already found that on cool here. About that was all the Edmonton Oilers fans were like, "See ya, Jeff Petrie, good riddance." Yeah, like, Same well, way that mm-hmm. they were with Paul with Paul Byron. Calgary. And wow, we are laughing today. We are laughing. I also forgot about him, but that was another great, um, very low cost acquisition. Mm-hmm. Buying like buying low and then just wow. Um, Again, another such an such an important guy for the team. Just ah, love it. I love those yeah. cheap acquisitions that really turn into something like either uh, great great character guys, great role players, or you know just excellent players, right? Like Petrie. So, mm. uh, I'm disappointed though because we're talking about backup goalies, and uh, for a time Montreal had possession of Devin Dubnik from mm. uh, he plays for the Wild. He's a starter That's for the Wild. That's true. And mm-hmm. he was like that was a low low low. It was almost a favor taking him on. Um, it, it wasn't even from the Oilers. I think he'd gone to uh, it was a Carolina first, and then over to Montreal. Anyway, he was in the doldrums, and I was like, "Oh, he's a good goalie. I hope something happens with him." I, and then he, he got traded or, or picked up by someone else, and uh, you know, the rest is history. But ah, that's the one that got away for sure. Oh my God! Yeah, Habs got him. For we wouldn't be future considerations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we wouldn't be talking about a backup goalie in Montreal. We'd be talking about like how much each of them is paid, and you know how they're going to split duties, and it'd mm. be such a nice, it'd be such a nice conversation uh, instead of you know what we ended up having to talk about earlier. Oh, but I think we've had a nice conversation so far. Oh, same, but uh, from, a, <laughs> uh, from a Canadian's say fan perspective, it would. Be oh, nice I see, to, I see. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying <laughs> it was. It's awful talking to you guys about anything. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> The fact that we have to talk about who's going to be the backup goalie this time. Yeah. Uh, you know, we could have avoided all that. Bergman well, could have avoided it. Well, now that. I'm angry because yep, I forgot I all it. about this. <laughs> oh, this is a tragedy. Well, now you've been reminded. <laughs> yes. Now he was th- ours for like, like I don't a, know, five f- minutes. Like a few. Yeah, it was, a, yeah, it was very quick. Oh, that was the year of Tokarski. Um, took over for Price in the playoffs. Ticker. Yeah, that Ticker. was the... Mm. And that was also the year that if Dubnik had bit man, I, I imagine if Dubnik had like stuck around, he, he got his stuff together well enough that he was there and he got thrown in and he just played out of his mind. I mean, that would have... Ah, uh, let's, re- let's rewrite this history and pretend that happened. <laughs> and they won that series. My lord. Let's do that. 
They, that mm. series, I think that that series, I might be completely misremembering, but I think that... Um, no, you're not. The Rangers <laughs> completely just shut them down in game six. And that sounds did they, right. Did they pull the goalie and there was... Um, there was an empty netter in that game six, something like that. I, it was just sort of really crushing. But Tigger got them all the way to game six. Yeah. And yeah. Um, that was, uh, people talked about, I believe, trading him um, that summer when his value was highest. And uh, I thought, oh, they should definitely do that. And I don't think they did. <laughs> um, so anyway, you live and you learn. Yeah. What can you Where is he now? Uh, oh, Dustin oh, Tukarski. He had a pretty good. He had a pretty good Twitter. He went around account. the block. Around the block. Yeah, I, I, I don't know where he, he like, ended up. He went a couple places and he ended up in the minors. Mm-hmm. He's currently playing for the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins okay. of the AHL. Wilkes-Barre Scranton. Yes, sorry. Excuse. Mm-hmm. Us. Which means that he's going to probably win a cup next year once he backs up Matt Murray. <laughs> That's amazing. Because the penguins, how do they do it? Where do they find yeah. these people? I mean, okay, it's kind of, it's wish. easy for them because it's like, all right, they got Latang in the back, and then they got the two-headed monster in the front. And it's like, yeah. well, that's a pretty good combination. You can you can win with that usually. So, so he's with the, the, the penguins now. Wow. But they're doing well with their goalies too. Like that, they went from Flurry mm. to Murray mm-hmm. uh, to Jerry. Jerry has um, this season. Uh, he's been the guy. And, uh, you know, to have talent like that in your organization, just sort of laying around, you know, waiting for an opportunity, that's a pretty enviable position to be in. Yes, that it is. Mm-hmm. Must be nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I was talking, um, I was, I was talking with uh, the people from CSEA the other day. They do this, some, some uh, uh, clear sight analytics. They do some uh, really great advanced stats that are especially great for goalies and, and goalie people. And, uh, I was, I was asking them about shooting talent, um, and that's something that they don't consider yet. Um, uh, uh, but basically, the, um, the difficulty of the shot has to do with like how the puck moves in front of the goalie, whether it's tipped or deflected, whether there's a screen. They just keep track of all that, but they don't keep, yet keep track, as far as I know, of goal, of shooting talent, and that matters so much. Uh, and it's something mm-hmm. that, as a as a Habs follower or Habs fan, we haven't got to see much of in the last. I mean, literally since the 1980s, uh, it's been it's been so dry. It's been with a regard while. Shooters who could, like Pacioretty was a great shooter. Yes. Right. And but I mean, um, yeah. And he's always been underrated, and he's never been counted as one of the very best in the league. But he has a deadly shot. And to have someone on your team, or two, or three people on your team, who could just score, who could just take a spot from a place where someone else would have like a one percent chance of scoring, and they have a three percent chance or a five percent chance of scoring that would turn that that turns teams around right to have a person like that on every line right or a couple of them on, on a line and montreal hasn't had that luxury for so long i don't even know what that would feel like cool caulfield i mean Next cross year. your fingers right i mean yeah. uh, even then that's it's a guy right when kovalchuk came you know and it was so he, beautiful he was doing, i know and he was doing oh really well and he was a couple of goals he scored <laughs> We're so vintage. We're so gorgeous. Oh. You're like, that is a goal scorer's goal. That is, most people shoot that puck 
and it does not go in the net. The goalie stops it. He shoots the puck, and it finds a way through. And he's not what once he was. But, man, when you see the, a flash of that and you feel what a pure talent, a pure goal scorer is on your team, uh, it, was, it was beautiful when it was happening, um, even though it, it, it's you know, on, on the downslope of, of his career. Doesn't matter. It was lovely to watch him just, oof. That overtime goal that he scored, we talked about that one last week, yeah. uh, Dave, with Dan Robertson. Uh, that overtime goal that he scored against Toronto? On Saturday night in Montreal. Mm-hmm. On Saturday night. Off a rebound. He was right where he Suzuki. had to be. Bam. Killed it. We haven't been treated to something like that in so long. I was almost going into apoplectic shock in New Jersey. <laughs> um, because, of course, the narrative of the season was that we can't win against Detroit, we can't win against New Jersey. Yeah. And we get we get I get all that, but but in context of this particular story, me and a few of the pals went drove ourselves down to Newark, found a parking spot, paid the gang so we could keep the spot for a few hours, went to this went to the rink, and they were getting smoked. I think um Lingren let in the first shot of the night and I was like, Oh god, not again. And it just happened to be one of Lingren's starting nights. So Back and forth the game. Habs end up coming back. I was shocked because it just, it was that part of the season where I was just so, oh my God. Pessimistic. Go, yes, we get to the dark. shootout. Yes, yes, pessimistic and dark. So we get to the shootout. And of That's course, right. who gets the last shot for the Habs? None other than Ilya Kovalchuk. And he just, he kills it. Just he doesn't make a mistake. And he quiets down the rink. And I was like, Oof, thank you, that's Ilya. That's great. I was, I was here for that. I, yeah. I, was, I was there. I saw it, and then I threw it in every Devils fan's face that I could, <laughs> and I got the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> and then one of the guys that I play with on my team says that halves are sore winners. I say, God damn right we are. I will take that to the grave and yell it from the mountaintops because he's a Bruins fan, and they're so good anyway, so whatever. Yeah, I hate them. Yeah, whatever. Did you guys hear about? So, did you guys hear about um, Tuukka farts today? Oh sadly, no! Sadly, yes. Apparently, they're so bad that they they oh, warp no. the pucks when they're coming in at him, and they oh, just. Oh God! Fall. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> what does he eat? Chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> Probably just, yeah. Well, I don't want to yeah, venture into that territory, but. Well, we're going well, to, that... because we have <laughs> a, a noted uh, person that also mentioned sort of kind of the same thing. Do you recall, Um, I think this was during uh, the Game 7, well, the the series that went to Game 7 in yes. 2004. Yep, okay, we're talking about. you going to talk about PK? PK Subban. Yes, I yep. was. Oh, yes. Because he yep, used to yep, lay yep. him thick on the crease and. That's right. That's right. What a what a terrible plight for goalies, Paul. What did you do about that? <laughs> well, wait. Was Rask playing? Was Rask in goal for Boston during that series? Or was I that think it was Tom, Tim Thomas. Was, yeah, I think it was Thomas. See, now if Rask really? and PK had been there together, that oh would have been God. fantastic. They would have been like like storm clouding, <laughs> like the, the crease the whole time. It would have oh been like God. impossible for anyone else to inhabit. And oh and, to, and and PK is a defenseman, right? So I mean, they're going to lose that battle. Like Rask is going to win every time. You know? Oh my God! Oh it's my the game God. within the game that we never hear about. 
<laughs> Why did we hear about this, by the way? How do we know this? Oh, Charo was um, uh, on a, uh, 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 what, a video call with um, uh, several players today. And oh, uh, they were being asked questions by the media, I believe. And uh, so, Charo, <laughs> I don't know where this came from, but uh, that was his contribution. Yeah. God, God bless him. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw something today. Was Shea Weber um, being interviewed, yeah. too? Because he said that... He, what? Yeah, because he was... all so miserable. I haven't seen this. I just saw the one tweet where um, Shea Weber said that he... What, what did he say? He thought that the other teams had a better... Or, or, or deserved to be in the playoffs more than the Habs or something like that? Because of the... Uh, the, the because people are talking about different playoff formats if we play yeah. again. And he's saying yeah. that um, one of the things that's flouted is either... Uh, I guess they, they're, they're trying to put like fringe uh, playoff like teams a tournament into kind a of tournament thing? of sorts. Yes. And Weber was saying essentially that, well, that kind of sucks for you know teams that are definitely over the berth. But he yeah. also said that it'd be pretty cool because then the Habs would also be in it as well. And, you know, it's as diplomatic That's as That's just it could truth. Be. It is truth. Yeah. 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 I, I think he was, um, you know, against it. But, you know, uh, he, he saw the value, right, for, for, you know, yeah. for his team and for the fans. So I mean, th that makes sense. That's, that's mm -hmm. diplomatic. And uh, I, wh how would you like to see uh, – what would you like to see if the league uh, comes back this season to, to finish off? How would you like to see things wrap up? Yeah, that's such a crazy. I just feel like it's so complicated. Like there's yeah. so many. I mean, I don't think that you can pick up where you left off mm -hmm. just because of a timing situation, because <clears throat> starting the next season, I personally, I don't believe that there's going to be hockey again this year. That's just my belief. I don't know anything and I'm probably wrong, but if they did come back, I would see it as some sort of exactly that, like some kind of a short tournament involving most teams. But then there's the question of what do you do with the draft and where teams ended? Right. You know, you and somebody's going to gonna be pissed yeah. off. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, but I mean, or, or everyone's going to be pissed off, which is, you know, more likely um, what's yeah. going to happen because it's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's in some sense unjust for everyone. If you're a bubble team, and yeah. they say no. If you were out of the playoffs uh, on the last day of the season, then you're you're out of the playoffs, and that's it. You're done. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, they're they're going to be angry. And if you're if a team is already in, then they have a playing tournament. Well, we were already in. We earned it. You know why? Why do we have to prove prove it again? So I think it's going to be a no, nobody's going to be happy, regardless of what they do. I yeah. would be reasonable that way if they if they said, yeah, we ended where we ended, and if you're out of it, you're out of it. Goodbye. That's fair. I think if yeah, they're going to play a shortened season, it feels like that the the last season was four seasons ago now. Uh, oh my like, god, I, I can't even remember the last game they played. Nashville, no, I was I'm Andre having... Richard Memorial. Very nice, very nice. Wow. Yeah, it uh, feels I'm having like trouble like. Years ago. <laughs> I, I, and for a team like the Canadians, right? It, I mean, you know, the the games stopped mattering. You know, a month before the season ended, really. Um, after that second, I, I believe, eight-game losing streak, it was like, okay, well, you know, the, this is pretty much it. And we can watch for other reasons, but it doesn't look like the playoffs are going to happen. So when you already have sort of an intensity lag and, you know, a, a painful season going on, 
it ends in, in some sense you're like well you're, you're anxious to forget about it right you're like okay let's look forward let's see what's going to happen in the future because everyone was already looking forward anyway and so it's a doubly weird thing when your team is like uh, you know nowhere near uh, the playoffs and uh, you know you're, you're already in that mode and now there's no hockey at all it's just I don't know it feels mm. weird that there could even be a hockey season uh, moving forward yeah um, and even uh, kind of yeah. backing off of that uh, this week yeah, would have I, been I, the for last the uh, few games. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no question. So, I think it's the right call. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. And even piggybacking off Especially that. Especially because we were out of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't <laughs> care at all. We, um, what's the word there? We would have, uh, this week would have been the last week of the regular season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Habs would have had Chicago tomorrow. Predators the day after and our final back-to-back of the season and then Toronto Saturday night Oof. damn I was looking forward to Toronto losing that game me too and then getting knocked <laughs> yeah. out of a playoff spot me too yeah that would have been fun the Ehabs are doing really well yeah <laughs> they're like they're like <laughs> five one and oh or something yeah. or five one and one or something it's like Jesus Christ I mean, they're they're good in the game. <laughs> uh, those those e games are so crazy to watch. I don't know if you if you bothered to watch any of those, Paul. But I always forget like how crazy the NHL games are nowadays. It just it, it boggles my mind. Um, who is the former Montreal uh, reporter who is working for New Jersey now? Um, what's her name? Uh, Amanda. Amanda. Amanda Stein. Yeah. That's it, Stein. Mm-hmm. And uh, she has been interviewing players after these e-games oh, based on the performance in the game <laughs> and uh, it is it is awesome like you know uh, i think cory schneider um got a victory and i believe he had 98 shots um and he won like you know like four five four or something and so you know <laughs> he's, talking, he's like you know i can't take all the credit myself and he looks yeah. at this statue he's like oh, well, i guess i can oh, oh it's, it's, it's really good it's like, kind of like gold. that one scene in Bedazzled when Brendan Fraser's character is like that gigantic basketball player and the reporter's like, so, uh, Mr. Fraser, you got, <laughs> it's like, oh my God. It's like, you got, eight, you, you got 87 points in this game. How do you have to say about such a dominating performance? It's like, oh yeah, you know, it's just about the team and working together. <laughs> and he's like just pouring sweat and it's just washing over this dude. I love that movie so much, by the way. Um, I, I'm so happy I got to reference it. Have either of you seen it? No. I think I might have, like, a really long time ago. Bedazzled. Bedazzled? Brendan when Fraser. Brendan Fraser was big. Yeah, Brendan Fraser and yeah. uh, freaking, oh, what's her name? Um, Vava Voom there. What the heck is her name? Uh, Elizabeth Halo? Hurley. That's right. Elizabeth Hurley? Yup. Oh, her. Yes, of course. I was mixing her up with the girl from um, uh, the other one. Um, she was in Saved by the Bell, and she was in that stripper movie. But, oh, oh. Yeah, the other Elizabeth. Oh, God damn it. Not Elizabeth. Sorry. No. I know. I know it. I got it right here. She was in Saved by the Bell. Demi Moore. Aren't you talking about striptease? Elizabeth something. No, a, a different movie. What's it called now? What are the stripper movies? Damn it. <laughs> Where she thought Versace I, I was think pronounced a very deep, Versace. Deep category there. Is this like a recent movie? No, it's not. I oh. went and saw it in the theaters, and all we did was laugh and laugh and laugh because it was that 
Oh, but it's not a comedy. No, it's not. Oh, it's not oh, meant dear. to be. It's just so terrible. Wow. Anyway, I'm I shouldn't really have brought it up. This. Elizabeth. Shoot. Damn it. What's the name of that? Damn the it. Qu- the Queen? No. <laughs> no. That's, um, that's a good one. <laughs> Elizabeth. Saved by the Bell. Okay. I'll look her up that way. Saved by the Bell. Berkeley. Elizabeth Berkeley. Oh, oh I, Showgirls. I all night and I never would have got that. Showgirls. Nailed it. That's the one. It's a comedy, but not intentionally. And also, no children. Don't watch it around the children. Oh. Mm. <laughs> mm. Elizabeth Berkeley. If they didn't figure that out from the conversation leading up to that, uh, that little disclaimer is not going to dissuade anyone. <laughs> it was very funny. Just so bad, that movie. So, so bad. It got anyway. A, it got a 4.8 out of 10 on IMDb. There what? are There are worse movies. That's too high. Apparently. Um... We were, why? Oh, because of the Ehabs. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. And this is all yeah. Amanda Stein's fault. So <laughs> let's, uh, let's get the truck back on the highway here. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, no, it's, it's at least the teams are doing something in the off season because we're, we're getting treated to e-games, which is fun. That was a cool idea. We're also getting yeah. players doing all sorts of different stuff. The Habs TikTok game so far has been pretty choice. I mean, Brendan Gallagher has does yeah, anybody that was else the have a better one? I mean, come on. Now. No. Not only nobody that, has but, a better one. But also getting a good shout out from Brooklyn 99. If anybody yeah. hasn't seen it, download TikTok. It's it's Veronica's new favorite app of uh 2020. <laughs> yes. Wow. Can you explain what TikTok is, Veronica? <laughs> no. I can't. Um, I can't but I, it's, it seems to me like it's just like brief videos. It's kind of like Instagram, but for videos and, it's, you know, major creativity, humor. It's kind of like uh, Vine back in the day. Yeah. And Vine and was course, also a joy. Yeah. My kids, not my kids, but my daughter really enjoys TikTok. And um, she sends me cool things from there. And I said, well, who should I follow? And she said, you don't have to follow anybody. You just go to the homepage and look at all the hashtags. So that's an insider track for all of you. Wow. Your wow. daughter's, she has her finger <laughs> on the pulse there. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, have to, I, still... I have to choose carefully now. Like, <laughs> like am I going to invest in this new social medium? Like, I don't know. Like, like uh, Twitter? Yeah, sure. Uh, Facebook? Yeah. Nah, whatever. I understand it. I was there. I'm not really there anymore. Uh, Instagram, I'm 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 learning and getting to know, and that's fine, right? I'm, I'm not into it, but whatever, it's there, it's fine. But um, like uh, Snapchat, I'm like, nope, I'm just skipping that. That yeah, I don't get it. Important or necessary, so I'm I'm skipping it. Whatever, if it's yeah. great, I, I don't care. I have to, I have to, I just can't put the effort in. So, is TikTok something that I should I be willing to invest? I have spent a lot of time on TikTok during quarantine. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a Gen X guy, so like, and I've am, never been disappointed. Am I too far beyond? I am also a Gen Xer. Okay. And it appeals to me. Respect. Yes. Good job, guys. Okay. Yeah. Gen X, according to my son, the last good one. Wow. Oh. Yeah. You raised it. You raised a good one there. That that is that is great. (laughs) He's like that was the last good one. (laughs) Oh, you guys made the cut. Good job. (laughs) Is he is he a millennial or a Gen Z? He's Gen Z. 
okay. See, now I, I, I respect those people. The, the yeah. Gen Zs are like, they're, they're, they're a bit like us, but younger. Yeah. Yeah. But hmm. younger. I they have remember. more hair. Well, Dave and I are fucked. Well, <laughs> I remember filling out Sick the time Paul. capsule in sixth grade. And in and into that time capsule, I put that the world's population reached six billion people, and also okay. that I was a part at the time in the zeitgeist of the moment. It was considered Generation Y, which was really right. which was really appropriate because of all the emo music coming out at the time. Why exactly? <laughs> so you're really old millennial. I am an old millennial. I'm an old millennial. <laughs> Like, I'm one of the millennials <laughs> that remembers uh, phones attached to walls. I have wow. that. I know. It's okay, Beth. You can be old, too. I know I'm saying. I'm not as old as you are, but I had a okay, phone attached okay. to the wall. <laughs> when Burn. did you get a cell phone? When I was 16. Okay. See, I You're didn't get poor. my first cell phone until I was in college. But you're also. But also, that was also like the, you... the that was also the old Nokia's, the ones that you can you know like throw a brick at and they're fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> weren't you? Aren't you six years older than me? I think that is. And the I tally. think Nokia's from Finland. Yeah. Is it Finnish? Nokia. I, I think uh... you're right there. Yeah. Yes, I saw something about that the other day, and I, it reminded me of our sweet baby eagle. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I thought it was Japanese. That is the common misconception. Yeah. Turns out it's But see, Dave, finish. when you were in high school, I mean, when you were in college, I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Dave is old. <laughs> I'm He's saying... older, too, because it was just his birthday. Yes, that did just happen last <laughs> week. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. Happy birthday. I got to have a good Happy birthday. An Isolurth day. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, that's great happy birthday thank you paul i appreciate it as soon as this is all over i am running to the beer garden and having two boots <laughs> two boots happy birthday David. thank you everybody but no yeah. so my point is that <clears throat> high school was like the last vestige of mobile technology that nobody had then college yeah. came and mobile technology happened yeah. and MySpace like exploded while I was in college. So uh, my younger years up yeah. until the end of high school was essentially like the last part was almost the same as the past century. <laughs> and then the technology happened and here we are. Okay. Okay. I think it's an it, important distinction. I have a reference that maybe even Paul won't understand. Wow. What? When I had my very first apartment by myself, mm. I had my landline phone, mm -hmm. and it was a Motorola flip phone. Was it a Razor? But landline. Oh, a la <laughs> no, no, no. A landline it's flip like you phone? hung it up on the thing, but you when you pick it up, you flipped it. And why? Because Melrose Place. I saw it on Melrose Place. Oh, now, my. I didn't really watch Melrose Place, God. but I was aware of it. So I... <laughs> <laughs> Heather Locklear had a motor Motorola flip phone. Wow. Yeah. I haven't heard. She was not nice. That show. But she had a nice phone. Wow. Melrose Place. Melrose Place. Man. <laughs> a lot of people got their start there. And it was a spin off of um, 90210. Oh right. my God. 
That's right. Yeah, yep. those are all things that are rattling my, my, <laughs> my brain matter here. Oh, that's crazy. So we have yes. some other Habs news. Oh, yeah. If... What? <laughs> so, okay, we have two new players out of contracts. It's in the script. <laughs> no, I got it. One second. Long it's pause. That's not in the script. I don't, I'm not supposed to lose. <laughs> So Gustav Olsson uh, gets himself a contract. Um, he was the return for Will Bitten back in the day. Uh, so he signed a league minimum uh, defenseman, probably going to be in uh, Rocket regular. And also Jesse E. Lonen, which is, I think, one of the, again, another tragic part of the season is that we didn't get to see enough of Jesse E. Lonen um, mm -hmm. being with the Rocket. And then I think he was slated to play with the Habs at some point, unless I'm misremembering something. But he has his entry-level contract, and, of course, he was one of our 2018 picks. Highly touted Finnish player. I thought he did come up for a game. Did Maybe he? I'm... I don't know. I read his name more than once this season. I, kind of... I have allergies, you guys, so I'm very congested. Sorry if I sound weird. You sound great. I thought you were okay. about to say, like, oh, I'm sorry, memory loss, allergies. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. What kind of allergies do they have in Ashcroft? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah. Ilonen. Yeah, Ilonen. Yeah, I know. That's all I had on them. They signed contracts. And also, the, yeah. the biggest stab in the heart as well, the draft is postponed. And that includes oh, yeah. the location, which is a big bummer for Montrealers. Um, I, I wonder if they're just going to do the whole thing virtually now. I'm kind of wondering that, too. That's what I would think. And I mean, like, I wonder what kind of machinations Bergevin would go to to try to land the first overall pick, right? Like, if the Canadians had a good draft spot, say, like, Say like they ended up like drafting third, you know. Right. You're not going to get Lafreniere, but you can put that in a little package, right, with a couple mm -hmm. of really good players, and uh, that's going to. I mean, the value of a Lafreniere to, um, you know, to, to Montreal would be enormous. We talked about earlier, not having the kind of like just ultimate impact player that some teams have multiples of, or someone who just scores sometimes, and to have a player like that in your organization who's also French in Montreal would be magnificent. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, I mean yeah. I I mean remember when Brian Burke got the Sedins in, in Vancouver, oh. right? All all the all the the, the dipsy doodling he had to do in order to finagle that to, yes. uh, to get those two guys. I mean, come on, how that high in the draft. I, I, I think I don't know if it could be done anymore in this league, but man, that would be like Bergevin's legacy could be that. You know, of all the pluses and minuses that people give him and love and hate him. And are indifferent. I love him. Um, this would this would cement his legacy. He could just retire, and people would be like, "Okay, he did your job. Good job. Yeah, good job. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, all of that talk hasn't gone away, right? Like all of the sort of rumblings throughout, mm -hmm. like the insiders and Mackenzie and the Draggers and the LeBruns that that Bergevin is going to make some noise, or at least intends to, or has a plan. The, the only Man's noise. Got a plan. That the only noise I, I could possibly care about, um, you know, in the, in the draft for him would be that move. So, I mean, if they're talking about him making noise, if it's not that, then I mean, it's not, it's a, you know, it's a squeak in the wind, really. Another offer sheet, a real one. Interesting. This one just got, um, yeah, a, a player signed know. for, for pretty cheap. So yeah, make sure yeah, a real one would be, would be cool. 
that would be such a it's such a crazy thing now because with the season being postponed it throws everything into mm -hmm. flux mm -hmm. before uh the season was postponed we were talking about another cap increase of a significant margin too some people were saying at the high end of like another extra four million dollars to toss around that's definitely not gonna be the case now with uh you know no games being played um so you have to wonder where the cap's gonna be the haves have a lot of ufas and rfas coming up petrie's among one of those yeah. guys in the coming year max domi brendan gallagher you know there's Kurt Kanyemi. And, well yeah it, yeah actually he needs true. a new contract he would be but so there, there a lot of I, I have no idea how it's going to work out but for me it getting back to the conversation with playoffs and the draft no matter what happens in the playoffs if they even happen i kind of think the most logical thing to do with the draft is have it be another crosby draft equal odds yeah. across the board and god damn it if the bruins get it you know uh. I, I think they played enough season though that um teams i mean everyone's going to be upset obviously everyone who doesn't get the first overall pick is going to be upset uh, mm -hmm. with whatever they choose but i think they've played enough season and teams have established themselves as whatever they are right um whether you're a playoff team a bubble team or a, you know um, a, a basement team um i think that they would just that that wouldn't happen I, I don't think they can just reset the whole thing and say hey everyone has an equal odd uh, i think they have to respect the season that's been played um or else there was literally no point right in in the season that's gone that's on that's so good that's a much uh, better point yeah yeah exactly but still how are they how are it they going to determine it, it right Mm -hmm. I mean, that's still that's still wide open. I have no idea. I have no idea what they're going to do. Or Whatever they, Bettman decides, we'll be unhappy. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> We're not going to be able to boo him. Oh, my God. I'm so sad. We can boo him. We can stand at our front doors and open them and boo him from there. I'll make a TikTok of just that. Oh, and I'm then... so glad I never booked my tickets or the... Same. Or the Airbnb or anything. I, oh, I thought you that said you had. I was, no, I, I had it. You had. I was okay, ready I to dump some significant cash into this, too. I was being superstitious and I hadn't booked anything. I was going to pull every resource that we could to do whatever we could. <laughs> and it would have been. To get tickets. Exactly. And, you know, Paul doesn't know this, but I also have a wedding to attend that weekend. So it would have been yeah. absolute bizarro Dave yeah. World draft, draft, <laughs> wedding, back to Montreal later that evening just to see if I missed anything, you know, so. Yeah, the the wedding I was supposed to be in, in I think it was in May, just got canceled today. Ooh! Yeah. Don't have to yeah. go. Yeah, but, so, so the so the fiancés were um they they were quarantined together. They decided it actually going to work out. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> the outfits are I hate them, but you I, know. I have a cousin who was uh who Natalie? No. She's already married. Oh. I have a cousin that was wedded on St. Patrick's Day. And of course <gasps> you know I, I didn't intend to go anyway, even though it was in Albany and they're gonna have like a party after the fact and my mom's like, Hey, St. Patrick's Day. She's like, Hey, are you going to Samantha's thing? I'm like, Mother no i'm not no. going people it's it's bad 
out there, mother. Yeah. She lives in Nevada. It's not nearly as bad as New York, so she doesn't know. But, mm. you know, but, yeah, I was a unfortunate time to get married. So now her and Steven are um, quarantining into their, uh, their honeymoon. They're having a great time. Yeah, I mean, so I guess have... if you're going to quarantine, that, that's, the time, that's the time to do it. Time to do it. Yeah. yeah. Might yeah, as well no find out for real. <laughs> this is going to work. Congratulations, yeah. Samantha and Steven. Yeah, congratulations. Yay, Samantha, Samantha and Steven. We'll have a uh, much better party at a later date. Yeah. 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 So I think, yeah. um, <laughs> I don't know what else is happening. Paul, how are you doing in all this? How is, how is, how is isolation treating you? Well, it's not. Oh. Uh, oh. No, it's a, well. Oh. I I have three kids uh, and I'm married, so I, I, and I have a dog and a gecko. So and a gecko. Ooh, what's your gecko's name? Uh, it depends on which child you ask. Um, oh, okay. I want I like I like to call him Gexter. That's cool. Uh, my, but the, the, the child who owns him calls him Fiery. That's cooler. <laughs> Paul, are, yeah. you, are you one of the I children, know. Paul? <laughs> I, I, Essentially, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had yeah. one growing up that we called Hobbs because my brother and I really liked Calvin and Hobbs. That Aww. is awesome. That is a great name. If we, yeah. if we get more That's creatures so in this wholesome. house, we'll call the next one Hobbs. Perfect. Yeah. Do it. Yep. 100%. What's your dog's well, name? Shotzi. Oh, I <laughs> She's a miniature dachshund. Did you get that from that 70s show? Uh, no coincidence. Although people at the okay. dog park right after we got her were like, "Oh my god, that's because Seventy Show was big when we got her. She's twelve years old." And uh, oh my my yeah. goodness! Then we felt really stupid for not even realizing that someone <laughs> you know on a on a famous TV show had called their dog like the same thing that we named her dog. We had no idea. Well, don't feel too bad because my I grandfather don't. good. My grandfather named our cocker spaniel after the dog from the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> I don't even remember that? the dog in the Duke's. What was, what was the dog's name? Flash, and he was Flash. a um, he was one of those floppy-eared, droopy-looking guys. Um, droopy. Basset hound. Yes, he was a basset hound. So you know, Flash doesn't really work for a basset hound. No, was, that was the. It's that funny was, though. It's ironic. You know, that was the exactly. kicker. Bam! Oh, didn't expect that coming. <laughs> this so. is the funny part. His yep. name is Flash, and he's, he's very slow. <laughs> yeah, you see, you're you're, hit, you're really hitting it on the nose, Veronica. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Sounds cute. Yeah, Flash was a good dog. Yeah. But there we are. We are we're coming. We're almost out of time. That's crazy. I know. Do you need help? Me, Paul. Oh, oh, me, Paul. Oh. oh no, we're we're good. I'm good. But thank you. Okay. Well, what sort of help would would you offer if I said, <laughs> "Oh yeah, I need help"? I mean, <laughs> do you, I can like Don't be Amazon for help. Canada. Some candy to your house that your kids don't have to know about. Oh wow! See, that, I, mean, I like that because when you mentioned the kids, I was like, "Oh, she's gonna send candy to the kids? That would be really nice." But no, sending secret no. candy in like a sweetly labeled package. Like, oh, this is yeah, it's Amazon. Be like, oh, this is just for me and my work. It's a new computer part. And then you, and if you like her that day, your wife, you can hide in the pantry and eat it together, <laughs> like a no, date. That is, 
that is great. Like secret candy eating, because like like secret I got groceries candy? today. Yeah. And uh, like everything that comes in the house goes like because oh, we don't get groceries infrequently now, right? So it's yeah. like, Oh man, did you get this? Did you a... get that? Did you get this? So like to have a secret stash arrive by mail would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, but I but no, keep keep your candy. We're good. I don't need it, and I'd like <laughs> okay. you to divert those resources to the needy. Like right. me, so I you. got <laughs> one of these secret candy bags for my birthday <laughs> a 56 ounce bag of skittles which oh my in, god which in canadian i think is like um it's 70 like it's like a kilogram it's like a kilogram and a half yeah it's like silly 74 grams or something like that something like that no no how many yes. ounces did you say how many 54 ounces? right you basically multiply it by um Sorry. 30. It's One 16 sec. ounces. I've so been like watching Breaking Bad. Kilogram so I know that 16 <laughs> ounces goes yeah. into a pound. Yeah. Sure, that's how you know, Veronica. Yeah. So, all right. Let me just let me put the bag on the desk. The simpo is fresh. All right. 54 ounces. It's like four pounds. Three pounds, six ounces. It's 1.53 kilograms. Wow. Good job. That's because you've already eaten half a pound of Skittles. Uh, no, I'm almost on my Starburst. I have not opened the Skittles bag. David! <laughs> I hope you're brushing properly. I brush regularly. properly all the time. My teeth, my okay. jaw is so defined because of this candy. You have no idea. There are benefits here. That's like nine regular bags of Skittles. I yeah. know. Isn't it awesome? A big bag. I have them all in wow. one now. Holy moly. Okay, you, you gotta you got to store that carefully because if you store it in a place that's too warm or too humid, when you go to eat them, it will be one giant multicolored disaster oh, of a Skittle. Yeah. I in the fridge in the crisper drawer. I am a veteran of Skittles candy. I know exactly where to put them. <laughs> They are next to my programming books on the bottom shelf. <laughs> I have a system and it works. So, all right, actually, we're out of time oh, now. Thanks for coming on this ride. Thank you so much. I think we can hey, have um, Paul sign off with us, probably. I feel like I co host when I come on with you guys. I don't even feel like I'm a, I'm a guest. I feel like family. <laughs> you know what? That's you are. Everyone we're Olive Garden. <laughs> Everyone that comes on is family. Ladies, bye. Goodbye.